welcome everyone. Uh, we are all streaming from our uh, the safety of our own homes. Uh, I think I speak on behalf of everyone when I say that we terribly miss you all already. Uh, I don't know how any of us are going to survive a few more weeks of this, uh, but we are in the midst of missing you guys. We are uh, getting some things done, some exciting things accomplished. Uh, we're taking advantage of new opportunities uh, for ministry that are opening up pretty much everywhere we look, uh, trying to utilize those opportunities. And uh, I also speak on behalf of our leadership team here when I say that we are praying for you guys. I know that everyone has a very unique situation uh, that they're facing right now, a unique set of circumstances and challenges. And um, everyone's going to be a little bit different, uh, but we have this in common. Everyone's situation is different than it was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, anyways, so I want you guys to know, those of you who are tuning in and joining us uh, this morning, I want you to know that uh, we are with you. Uh, we are supporting you. Uh, we're praying for you. And we are mobilizing uh, within the community of Homer uh, to make an impact in the name of Jesus and just loving that opportunity, actually. So uh, we're going to do a couple things this morning. Uh, I'm going to ask a few people who are on the screen here to give us some updates uh, on some different things that are happening. Uh, but before I do that, uh, I want to introduce uh, who we have with us this morning. So I don't know how they're ordered uh, for everyone else, but I'm gonna go off of my screen. Uh, we have uh, Pam and Dwayne Nussfeld, who are elders at Church on the Rock. They're with us this morning. Uh, we have uh, Shelly Erickson. Uh, she's a business leader here in the community, and she's also part of our I Love Homer Relief Fund Task Force. Uh, there's my wife, uh, Jenny and I, we're here with you. Uh, we have doctors Edson and Renda Knapp uh, with us this morning uh, as well. Uh, uh, Edson, of course, is a teacher at Church on the Rock Homer, and they've recently accepted an invitation to come on as elders, which uh, is, I guess, in process, but like everything else has been weirdly uh, interrupted at this point, but we're going to just treat them that way anyways. And Annie and Mark Guess, uh, Annie is our uh, project manor, manager at Church on the Rock. Uh, we have Lindsay Collins. Uh, uh, Lindsay is the director uh, for the Children's Advocacy Center for the Kenai Peninsula, and she's also on our I Love Homer Relief Fund Task Force. Uh, we have Joey Haveman, uh, who has recently been legalized to work in the United States. <laughs> exciting for us. And, uh, he is also uh, leading our youth ministry at Church on the Rock. We have Dan and Rhonda Croft, who are elders at Church on the Rock as well. Uh, we have Drew Simpson, our outreach and engagement pastor, the one and only. We have uh, our, um, our rock and roll star, uh, Gary Huber, uh, the drummer. That's right. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, Gary is also uh, serves both on our elders uh, and our corporate board. He's the liaison between those two groups. Gary is also a mentor of mine and just a great friend. Uh, we have Scott and Pam Fraley, uh, who do a little of everything, but Scott officially is our lead engineer uh, at Church in the Rock Homer. And then we have Christy Baum, our children's ministry director, uh, the gal who leads 5,000 volunteers <laughs> for uh, children's ministry at Church on the Rock. 
Um, so anyways, that's who's present uh, with us right now. Now I'm gonna ask a few of them uh, to give us a, uh, some quick updates uh, from their own fields uh, of influence right now. So beginning, uh, I'm gonna ask Lindsay Collins to give us just a quick update. Uh, the fund is only um, a couple of days old. Um, I will tell you before uh, she jumps in to tell you what the task force is doing. We launched uh, the I Love Homer Relief Fund, which you can find um, either by going to our Facebook page or going to our giving platform through the app uh, and just click on the account I Love Homer. We launched the fund with an initial allocation of $25,000 for local relief. Uh, since yesterday when it launched, uh, we've had another uh, $13,000 in direct okay. donations so we're at $38,000 right now to invest in and we have some other partnerships that are pending which will also increase that number uh, some potential larger numbers of people that are uh, uh, wanting to partner with the fund uh, so it won't be money that directly comes to us but it will be money that will be mobilized by the task force so uh, that's super exciting we have a target of $100,000 uh, to invest here at Homer uh, can you tell us what the task force has seen and how they're uh, discovering ways to invest? Yeah, so hello everyone. Um, we've met, uh, the task force has met a couple times now, but been in touch through email and text and I feel like we've gotten a lot of traction just in the last week, which is really how old it is. <laughs> but right. in our discussion, there's been kind of three identified areas. There's a lot of a lot of ideas, but in those ideas, we can kind of um, put those into three categories of things that um, whether somebody from the task force has heard that there's a need or just um, between the members of the task force, we, we know kind of what's going on. So the first one would be nobody wants to reinvent the wheel and use this money to invest in some new totally new and separate organization. We know that there's organizations in Homer and in our community right. that are doing mm -hmm. the work um, that needs to be done um, and are meeting some of the needs um, for businesses and individuals during this time. So we want to par partner basically with existing organization organizations, whether that's um, the food pantry, um, yeah. Haven House, utility companies, um, other organizations that, like I said, are already meeting those needs, but they're going to come across an increased demand during this time, obviously, and after. So the second way um, that everybody kind of knows is distributing maybe like a small relief package through uh, gift cards from local businesses to folks specifically who are kind of falling in the gap. So they're unemployed or have found themselves underemployed through this situation right. Right. Um, and may or may not qualify for unemployment. There's kind of things going on with that of who can qualify right now. But um, so distributing, yeah, a small just relief packet to those folks, which we have people um, looking into and making sure that those specific people are identified. Yeah. Um, and then the third uh, thing that has come up over and over is just how, how can we show um, acts of gratitude or our thanks basically to people who are, are on the front lines or in, in our, our critical service um, yeah. areas and sectors during this time. Um, so we've thought about um, 
yes, how can we use some of that money to, to thank those people, whether it's yeah, um, maybe giving them a certificate for a meal out, which then additionally would be helping restaurants sure. in town or, yeah. Um, yeah, we're not sure how that's all going to look, but those are really the three <laughs> things great. that we've identified. And um, I, I think I can say this, but if you hear of a need out there, uh, definitely yeah. make sure to let Aaron know. You can let me know. Somehow let Church on the Rock know. So, because yeah. we want to, we want to meet needs that are out there. We don't want to yeah. just make up something, you know, um, which there are a lot of needs out there right now. So, yeah, let us know. Yeah, thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm really happy, actually, too, with the makeup of the task. Mm -hmm. We have uh, quite a collection of people who come from different vantage points in the community. And uh, it's been really insightful just in the last couple of days to hear the input, to discover where some of the cracks are. There's going to be an infusion of funds uh, into certain segments uh, here over the next uh, couple of months coming from the federal government, coming through things like unemployment. And like Lindsay said, we're going to be looking for people who are falling in the gaps or in the cracks in those services and trying to connect with them. Uh, to provide them some kind of uh, temporary relief. So thank you again, Lindsay. Uh, now I'm gonna ask uh, Shelly Erickson. Uh, Shelly Erickson runs, uh, uh, at last count, 37 businesses here in Alaska. <laughs> working on it, working on it. That's right, that's right. Um, she's also served in local government here in Homer. Uh, Shelly, I know you've had some conversations recently. Um, how can we be praying and supporting uh, local businesses here in Homer during this time? We're in a really unique uh, situation here. We have full-time businesses and we also have part-time businesses, summertime businesses. And um, so we're looking at, um, specifically we've been looking at some of the year-round businesses. Um, there is a lot, there's a lot of fear out of there. We got a lot of unknowns when you look yeah. at um, just the quarantine, when we're looking at the summertime, um, we may not have the tourism um, fishing season like we thought. There's a lot of things that are, we just are so unknown. Um, but it's really difficult watching our year-round businesses, especially mom and pop, small businesses that are taking the hit. In fact, today I just saw one sole proprietor that is shutting down for at least two weeks. That's, this is hard hit um, hits for them financially. Um, this last week in doing my, in surveying, um, just someone that is a sole proprietor that is having to shut down their business during the most busiest time of their year because they don't have the child care to be right. able to deal with those issues. So there's a lot of ways I think that we as a church body can um, can help these people. Um, if you have a heart for that, one of the ways is, is being a part of safe families. This is a good time for safe families yeah. to kind of step up to the plate. Um, yeah. But it's really a, a, a time where we need to be speaking hope, hope to people in life because this too shall pass. Yeah. And um, when I'm looking at things to pray about, I was thinking about um, for people to have financial stability in the face of devastating outlooks and situations. Because right now, that's, it, it looks hopeless because we see no end in sight and every day things get tighter and tighter. Um, I think that for small businesses, the employees that they have, it's really hard to get good employees, but then to have something like this come up and you start losing them because you don't have the work is, yeah. is something that we need to pray for them. Um, and the other part is when, if they lose them, 
who are they going to find when the crisis is over yeah, to replace right, them? Right. Scary stuff. Yeah. Um, I think another one is childcare and to help and um, what can we do to help someone personally be able to keep their business open? Yeah. The fourth spend thing money. I'm thinking, in, well, go ahead, Aaron. I was just going to say spend money and businesses here. In yes. Town. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, if we could pray that people would have come up with creative solutions in this such a changing world right now to be able to keep their business open or partially open or something to keep things coming in. And, and I think the last thing that we just need to really pray is that people aren't going to get stuck in bankruptcy because yeah. especially with small business, these loans that they're, that the government is talking about these businesses, yeah, you get the loans, but you're going to have to pay them back and pay them back with interest. And it's just another deeper going down the hole. So it's, it's pretty serious on the business front, but I've always found that God is way bigger than, yeah. than the situation. And he's proved that to me over and over again. Absolutely. And, um, and so <laughs> that's my encouragement. Watch God do big miracles. Yeah. Amen. And Shelly, uh, the, the reality is, is that there will probably be an end to the, 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 the current mandate that keeps uh, non-essential businesses from operating will probably end before kids go back to school. And so yes. a gap of time there where families can step in and offer childcare to someone they know. But one of the things that Shelly did, I think is so valuable is making personal contacts uh, with people that, that she knows is in a pinch, reaching out and just saying, what do you need? And, and the truth is, is that some of those conferences or conversations are going to be frustrating because you realize that there's not a meet that you can immediately meet. Mm-hmm. Even the value of, of checking in and making that connection, I, I just think is, it should not be underestimated, right? Uh, yes. In, and I uh, think, check in on people. And I think too, Aaron, you know, I think people need to realize that <laughs> we have easily, we have, I'm from just my conversations, we have 50 to hundred people that have already are working on re- reduced hours. Yeah, that doesn't right. include the um, probably the same amount of people that have been furloughed from the jobs just yeah. here in Homer. And these are people that are going to fall through the cracks unless they are actively pursuing too. So there's yeah. so much opportunity to um, reach out to people and help yeah. them. Thank you, Shelly. Uh, yeah. Next update, uh, quickly from the NAPS who are embedded in the, in the medical community, the front line. Of, of fighting this virus. Uh, any observations, uh, thoughts, ways that we can be praying for you and your community? I was thinking about um, how to share uh, what we can share. Some of it is uh, they want to kind of go through the public channels. Sure. Um, but uh, this week we had a one of our young um, techs, technologists that, that um, goes in and sits with the patient for about an hour in order to collect all the information that I interpret. Um, she was asked to go into a room and a patient that was suspected uh, ended up not being, but at the time we didn't know that. Um, and, you know, we kind of had to work through what that meant for her. Um, you know, she's never dealt with a situation where she had to go in and be with someone who potentially had a disease that she could um, easily get. And, um, right. You know, I when she was done, I uh, wrote on a little card, um, <laughs> strong and courageous, um, and gave it to her. Um, because I think all of us are in the medical community are facing the fact that we are going to be around people, um, possibly a lot of people, who have an illness that 
that can affect us directly very easily. Yeah. Just one little mistake and we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, and we feel a burden on us because um, most of the people at the hospital are relatively unique. And what I mean by that is they are fulfilling a role that there may only be one or two people that can do that job. Right. Um, and if we lose them, then that's not available anymore. Um, you know, there's two radiologists like myself, uh, two OBGYNs, um, and the list goes on. There's, we just don't have a lot of people that, that can do each task that needs to be done to take care of all the sick. Um, so we feel a burden to stay well um, and um, to be cautious so that we're not one of the health caregivers that gives the virus to a bunch of people because that's clearly happened in, in, in places. Yeah. Um, and um, the good news is the hospital has for a while now been getting organized yes. to deal with everything. Yeah. Um, and the community has helped enormously. Um, for example, we all now have N95 masks that are donated by someone in the community. Wow. Um, they were being used for, uh, for industrial work and they brought them and gave them to us. So before that happened, there were not nearly enough masks for each person to have one that was going to take care of patients. Yeah. Um, so we're grateful for that coming from the community. Um, yeah, as far awesome. as prayers for us, I think uh, pray for wisdom, uh, pray for compassion on each other um, yeah. as well as on our patients. Um, and just pray for us as we deal with the reality of what we're, what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, we're also thankful for all of you uh, who are working in that realm right now. Um, grateful. And uh, I think you guys in particular are in our prayers uh, right now as you, uh, as you not only serve in a critical area, but there's some unknowns in front of us, right? Um, absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you. Um, and now we're going to go to, uh, let's see, Christy Baum, our children's minister, working from home with all of her kids. Yeah. Uh, tell us how you're doing. How can people connect uh, with resources for kids? Well, I'm doing good. I miss all of our kids. I miss I know, seeing right? them getting their hugs every week and uh, Can I just add I miss everyone else's kids I don't miss children. I've seen a lot I've seen a lot of my own children we can trade we can start trading kids right <laughs> no we, we expressly cannot <laughs> oh but yes we're doing good here at our house you know we're just keeping busy and going about lives doing school and all that and you know it's 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 a crazy time and I just want to remind parents as you know you're asked to now stay home not go anywhere really with kids except for maybe outside just to give yourselves grace give your kids grace you know even even parents that have been homeschooling for years it's a different time for them too it's kind of a yeah. grieving process for everybody right now because yeah. you're grieving the loss of so much even homeschool yeah. families they're they're grieving the loss of going places, of doing the normal things they do. So I just encourage you guys all to give each other grace, um, to have fun. Don't worry too much about the little worksheets. There's more to school and learning than worksheets. Do the best you can. And, um, and I just want to remind you guys, 252 Kids, 
our we're called 252 because of Luke 252 where Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people um and so I just want you guys to continue to grow in wisdom at home reading your Bible and if you guys want the lessons i can totally email you our 252 lessons or even our first look lessons um you can shoot me an email at kids at cotrhomer.org um also check out our children's it's a cotrh children's church facebook page i'm posting up the video lessons there so if you just want to watch the video lessons you can do that um or i can email them to you and this month our last month uh, we're doing forgiveness. That's been our theme. But starting in April, our new theme is humility. Putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. How apt is that? You know, we're giving That's up. Right. So the basic right. truth would be I can trust God no matter what. So um, I can shoot those lessons to you guys. Just let me yeah. know what you need. Um, also, if you guys want to download the Parent Q app, uh, the lessons are oh, on right. there too. So right. uh, it's parent C U E, and you can find that on any you know platform, iTunes or yeah. whatever app stores. So yeah, That's miss great. you guys. Hope you're doing well. Let me know if you need anything. Kiss those Thank babies you. for me. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Christy. Um, the other thing I would throw in there too is that um, if you're watching this now, you and you're part of our church community, you received an in, uh, email invite for Right Now Media. And now media has a whole bunch of resources specifically geared for small children, uh, Christian resources. And if you got that email, um, but haven't signed up yet, there's some great stuff there for you. Do it. Not receive an email uh, and you would like access to those video resources that church on the rock has purchased on your behalf. Uh, just send us an email and it's free to you. And uh, right now, media offers over 25,000 Christian video resources for people of all ages. It's really fantastic. Uh, it's great. My kids have reached the end of Netflix, so now we have something else to watch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now Netflix has been used up, and Disney Plus is almost used up. Uh, yes. right now, Scott McGee and me. Really, the the naturalness. Remember that? Yeah. What's that again, McGee Scott? Me, yeah. they said they, they've got McGee and me. Uh, little flashback for me. That's amazing. Okay, one, our kids to that. They were not into it. They are like, like what is this? <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> That's great. Uh, one last uh, quick update. Uh, Joey, how, how can uh, our senior and junior high connect? Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, like, uh, like Chrissy and Aaron were saying, it's been tough uh, to be apart from each other. And, uh, and I miss all the youth and, and uh, you know, but we're doing what we can to stay connected. And uh, one of the ways that we're doing that is um, we're doing Zoom meetings just like this uh, with all of our uh, junior and senior high. Actually, our, our next uh, senior high meeting will be tonight. Uh, at 8.30, and what we need, what wow. we need. Wow. You're so fancy. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you can see that. It's, it yeah. turns out kind of small, but um, I, what we need from you is if, if you would like to be a part of that as a, as a junior high or a senior high uh, youth, uh, you can uh, connect with us two ways. What we need is your email address so we can send you an invite to a meeting. Yep. And you can email uh, C-O-T-R-H, this Church on the Rock Homer, uh, youthministry at gmail.com. Yep. Um, 
and just give us your email or you can just go to the church on the rock facebook page and just send us a facebook message with your email and we will respond with an invitation um tonight at 8 30 the senior high will uh will meet together we just you know spend some time together uh have some social time from far and uh and then uh, also maybe pray together and and just be connected and then yeah. the junior high will uh will meet again this wednesday afternoon at three that's great thank you for facilitating that joey and we'll include that email address uh on the post uh so that people can uh, copy and paste it there uh for great. those who are who are following us on uh facebook yeah. uh, Awesome. Okay. Uh, and the, the, the next piece, uh, the big piece, the, the, the piece I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about, uh, before the world changed, uh, who had been, uh, preparing, uh, by, by his decision. And I applaud him on this. He had opted volunteered to take the story of Ananias and Sapphira uh, from the book. Which is exactly the face that Shelly just made. It's that kind of a story. <laughs> and uh, uh, he had been working, uh, preparing and teaching for that. Uh, I asked Drew if he would condense that down to a shorter version for our live stream uh, this morning. Um, him and I have already actually talked uh, about kind of the direction that he's going. So I'm excited for him to share. Uh, Drew, before you jump in real quick, uh, let me pray for you and then uh, look forward to what you have to share uh, with us. Yeah. Thank you for your word. Uh, I thank you that your, your word is living and active. And right now in our world, uh, we need uh, a power that is living and active. Um, we look to your word. We ask that your spirit would illuminate your word for us. Uh, and that through your word, we would have direction for life. Uh, and we uh, ask uh, for all of those who are joining with us right now, God, that you would, you would speak through your word, even right now from a distance. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we certainly are, um, I think, in unprecedented times. Uh, you know, Esther and I were talking, like many of us have, you know, the last few weeks, just the... Uh, you know, like, I was just thinking about, like, even our kids, you know, we have things for, you know, he's 10 years or 20 years, this, you look back at this, you know, historic moment, you know, we don't know how things are going to develop over the next couple months, uh, but it really is unprecedented. So I think that unprecedented times uh, call for unprecedented action. Um, I think there's, with all of the changes, uh, there's an incredible amount of opportunities that become available that were not available previously. Um, I was listening to a uh, politician talking about, I think it was New York, um, but they were commenting on how uh, with the quarantine uh, that crime is down significantly. Um, and then one of the other things that they noted was uh, that giving was up, right? Generosity. And we've loved everybody, right? That there's giving. So I wanted to take a minute specifically to address uh, giving, uh, primarily financial, but this also uh, does apply to uh, other ways of giving as well. And so that's uh, the story of Ananias and Sapphira. This story stands out like uh, none other in the book of Acts. It's one of a kind in the book of Acts. Um, like you said, I, I chose it because uh, every time I read it, I feel like this when I read it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Uh, 
Luke uh, chose every single story that he wrote in the book of Acts, and God guided him in that process. And so every story that we read, whether it's in the Gospels, in the book of Acts, or elsewhere, uh, we have to come to that story with confidence that God has a word for us in that story, right? Now, uh, there's lots of stories that raise a whole host of questions. Um, and our job in going to that story is, is to uh, uh, go to that story and figure out the questions it's meant to answer. And so uh, there's a lot of questions around this, this story. And with just a few minutes, I want to share just a, a few things about this story. Um, uh, but uh, I had a um, uh, scholar, a uh, uh, great friend of mine, he's um, uh, in his early 80s now. He's a pastor and missionary for 40 plus years. And he uh, always said, uh, uh, miracles happen all the time. And you don't have to believe uh, a, a testimony of someone being healed or raised from the dead. But every single story you read in scripture, you have to believe. And also, you should celebrate the way they celebrated. And you should respond the way they responded. And so this story, I come to this story with some awe uh, and with uh, uh, some appreciation for uh, Luke putting this story here. So some context, uh, this story takes place in uh, Acts 5. It's, it's just 11 verses, uh, verse 1 through 11. Um, this is the beginning of church. Jesus has ascended. The, uh, the church at the time went up to the upper room. The Holy Spirit descended. There's miracles. Uh, persecution has started. The church is growing uh, very, very fast. Um, and then we get to a section in, uh, in uh, chapter 4, in uh, verse 32, and it's talking about the church, those who believe, and it's uh, kind of a title that basically every Bible has in here is, and we all know it, they had everything in common, right? It's just talking about things like they were of one heart and soul. They had everything in common. There was not a needy person among them. There was an abundance of uh, people giving money sacrificially, right? And it was for uh, two main purposes, the produce of the gospel and taking care of the needy. So, it was just meant to help uh, move forward to basically fund the spread of the gospel and to take care of those that were in need. And it actually uh, brings right there at the end in verse 36, uh, specifically addresses a guy named Joseph uh, who went out. He had a, a lot of a lot somewhere. He went out and sold it and took all the money and gave it to the church to take care of those who were in need and, um, and also for the progress of the gospel. And then we get into chapter 5. And so this is in contrast. So right after Joseph has done this, then we get into the story of Ananias and, uh, and Sapphira. So I'm just going to read it real quick. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet, Peter. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself parts of the proceeds of the land? Well, it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for such amount. And she said, yes, for that amount. 
But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. So that is a crazy story. Um, and what I want to do is I want to pull just a few observations from that story, um, just four observations. Um, and then I have just a couple takeaways for you guys. And like I said right there at the beginning, uh, uh, there's a lot in this story that with a whole Sunday morning, I kind of jump into some of it. Um, but I, there's just a few things I want to get to, so I'm going to move you know, kind of quickly. Uh, the first thing I want to point out is that the church was giving uh, sacrificially. It cost them something. What this is meant to show us when we look at uh, right before this, a story of everyone uh, uh, selling property. It says that uh, for many who were owners of land and houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold specifically. You know, as I said, it you know, talks about Joseph who went and sold his land and gave all the proceeds. That's sacrificial giving. You know, uh, you know imagine any of us having that lot you bought that you were, you've been planning to build a house and you decide, you know what, we can postpone it four years. There's a need right now. We want to sell this lot. It sounds joyful to us to give a cheerful heart. We're going to do it. We're going to sell this lot and give it all towards this need here. So it was sacrificial. So that's number one. Number two, God was not forcing them to give. He was inviting them, right? And Peter makes this very clear, very clear. And this, he says uh, in uh, five chapter uh, four, he says, well, it remained unsold. So while it was still theirs, didn't, did it not remain your own? And then after it was sold, was it still not at your disposal? Essentially saying, this, this was yours. This belonged to you. You were not forced to do anything. Uh, so the point is that God is not, like we're in this time where there's uh, a lot of need right now, and there's probably more uh, to emerge as things develop. Uh, you are not forced to give. They, they were not uh, forced to give anything at this historic time, the beginning of church, uh, but God was inviting them to, and they were doing it cheerfully and willingly. So, uh, one, the church was giving sacrificially. Two, God was inviting them to give. He wasn't forcing them. Uh, and then three, uh, Peter says, uh, you have not lied to man, but to God. So, in in lying to people so they they sold the property and then they actually took an amount and says they agreed together and set it aside because they want to keep it and then they brought the rest and claimed yeah this is what we sold it for and we sold our whole lot and we're given the whole everything we made from the this this piece of property we're giving away really believe in in the gospel and they had kept all this all this back right that lie though they were lying to people it wasn't just to people. They were also lying to themselves and lying to God. They were pretending, right, to, to be the sacrificial giver, which they, like Peter just said, they were not forced to. They, it belonged to them, uh, but they were not just lying to, to people they were, uh, that were there hearing, but they were actually lying to God. And then uh, the fourth, and um, this is uh, at the very end in verse 11. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. Um, there was, uh, if we look, uh, you follow along the rest of the, the uh, chapter 5, right after that verse, uh, fear and awe came upon the church. The church keeps growing. That, you, would, you would read that story and think, I don't know what would happen if that happened in a church service. 
this sounds pretty rough. And yet the response was, it was church growth and a healthy church. Um, this, this time in, in church history, um, uh, God was ensuring the growth of the church. And so there was a unique time for, for this story. But also this story, uh, though it doesn't address certain things, it does serve as a warning for us. So, you know, then it you know, begs the question, well, if you go to give and you lie or mess it up, are you going to drop dead? No, absolutely no, You won't. But then what is the takeaway? So I have, I have two takeaways for you guys. The first is this, that right now, God is inviting you to be a part of history through radical, costly giving, be it financial or in some other way. Uh, Jesus set the model for sacrificial giving through his life, and Acts 5 was a historical uh, uh, time. It was an unprecedented time in church history. And now, in Homer, in America, in the world globally, we are in an unprecedented time where there is going to be, and already is, need that we haven't seen in a long time, but we probably will not see uh, for a very long time. There are opportunities now that exist that will not exist in six months or will not exist in a year or in a month or whatever those time frames are. Uh, it is unprecedented. and It is a historic time and you are invited by God to be a part of it. So that's number one. And, and that's, that's what the church was a part of. So number two, uh, and, and here's warning in this and here's, here's kind of where we're going. Uh, in this time, you are actually uh, in danger, and here's the caution, of something very similar to what happened here. Um, when I was a kid with uh, my sister, Karen, uh, we would uh, often uh, have this debate about things with my parents where, uh, where she would try to convince me that if you omitted information and, and let someone assume something that wasn't true to make yourself look good, that that wasn't like lying, right? It wasn't really deception. You were just, you weren't lying. You just, you just weren't correcting the account, right? You know, my parents would come home. They would see something was clean that was not clean when they left. And they would go, Karen, did you clean that? And she'd just go, oh, right? <laughs> and they'd go, you're, you're just the best. You're just the best girl. We love you so much. You're our favorite daughter, which she was the only daughter. So there's that. Um, <laughs> And then I would always go, Karen, that's lying. That is deception. And we go back and forth, you know. And then, of course, in my position, I'd let it slide too because it makes me look good, right? Um, we're at a time right now where there is, like that politician uh, noted, there is uh, uh, a, a very uh, much increase in generosity right now. There's people giving, there's people serving in extraordinary ways. Uh, and though the need continues to rise, there's a level of unity in America right now, even with all of the, the stuff around the stimulus bill and all of that, there still is an incredible amount of unity on a community level and, and on a church level to take care of those in need. Um, and you can, and so here's the warning, you can post online, you can participate in events, you can talk to your friends, you can pump yourself up, you can give all the appearances that you're given it all, that your name is generosity, the gospel, and Jesus, you can do all of the things that essentially have no cost and omit the one thing, actually being generous, actually being sacrificial in the way that you love, being sacrificial in the way that you give. And it's the exact same thing that Ananias and Sapphira did. Now, whether you're lying with your mouth or whether you're just omitting information, 
given the appearance of, of something other than what is true is the danger. Now is the time to not appear righteous or appear like Jesus or appear sacrificial. Now is the time to be sacrificial. Now is the time to be radical in your gift. And you know what? It is scary to think about the kinds of positions we could potentially put ourselves and our families in in the coming weeks to take care of those that are in need. But you know what? They're in need. Right. And that is our opportunity that, you know, I hear people say over and over again, you know, we should be, you know, this is the time for the church to shine. This is the time for the church to, you know, which, amen. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, what are you, what are you doing? That's my question. Uh, so takeaways. Number one, God is inviting you to be a part of something historic here in Homer, in your community. And number two, uh, social media, online talk, long phone calls with your buddy or girlfriend or whatever, they, they give the illusion that you have been sacrificial in your love just like Jesus, that you are participating in this historic event. And yet, because we're in a quarantine, uh, you can find yourself down the road a year or two. Uh, and you, uh, you don't want to find yourself going, oh, man, there were so many amazing opportunities that I didn't participate in. And perhaps uh, even more uh, of a bummer, to, to, for, as far as everyone knows, you were, doing all, you were doing all the things. You were a part of a, a movement. You were a part of the church shining in a time of uh, darkness. Uh, and yet, uh, miss it. So this is not me trying to get you to give all your savings away to go sell the lot you're, you're going to build on this summer, uh, to, to give, you know, whatever away. That's, that's not what I'm doing. Um, but I, I do want to encourage you to, to ask those questions. What are the things you have to give? And, it, and again, it may not necessarily be financial. Right? Now, Scripture all of the time goes right to money because money really hits at the heart, right? Because uh, it's all the security and all the stuff that we want. So, uh, so it might be financial, but it might not. So ask God, ask yourself, you know, where and how were you to give? What does that look like? You know, last, last uh, a week, we took a minute and we, we uh, I asked you guys to pray. I heard awesome feedback from a handful of people who took that time to pray just 10 seconds and ask God how he's moving. Um, and so I, when we're done with this, uh, um, I want you to, to take that time and ask, am, am I, you know, am I being a part of this moment the way that God intended? And here's the thing. If you pray and you think, yeah, we're already doing this and this, it's not a whole lot, but it's all we can really handle right now. You don't need to feel guilty. You just do it with a cheerful heart and you say, thank you, Jesus, for the capacity you've given me. And amen. Would you multiply my service? This is sacrificial and this is what I can handle. You're not forced to do anything. So, Right now, it's unprecedented times, it's unprecedented opportunities, and it calls for unprecedented action. Deep darkness calls for brilliant light. Now is the time for gospel prog progress, caring for the needy. Now is the time for radical generosity. Uh, don't miss out. So that's what I got, Aaron. Drew, you're the man. Thank you for that word. Um, what a...
Well, the trick we can even play on ourselves is the appearance of something that we're not actually paying the price for, right? Uh, we can do that on very small levels and we can do that on a grand scale. Um, but the invitation, the generosity is an invitation to joy. It's an invitation to join with God. In he is doing right. He has uh, he has invited us into these opportunities. So uh, thanks again, Drew. Uh, I know that many of you who are watching this um, are already involved, uh, being generous to people that you know that are currently in need. I want to remind you that we've launched the I Love Homer Relief Fund. If you have resources you want to give, but you want some help in distributing those resources to where the needs really are. We're committed, the task force is committed to doing a good job with that. We're also committed not to thinking about it forever, but to mobilizing those resources as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's happening right now. Thanks again, Drew. Um, I wanna close with a time of uh, prayer. Uh, I've asked a couple of people to pray. I'm gonna have uh, Edson start us out with prayer for our uh, medical workers, for those who are in that community. Um, I'm going to have then Shelly uh, say a prayer for our businesses that have been affected. Um, I'm going to have uh, Lindsay say a quick prayer for the I Love Homer Task Force, uh, that they would be great at what they've been uh, asked to do, uh, that we'd be able to get resources into the hands of people in need right away. And then I'm going to have uh, Pam and Dwayne uh, wrap up our uh, time in prayer. So Edson, why don't you go ahead and lead us out? We'll join with you. Let's pray. Father, we, um, we're so grateful that we have you to depend on um, and feel for those that don't have your peace and your mercy and uh, who are not in your care. Um, for our health community, we just pray for our hospital, Father. Yeah. Um, pray for those that are coming in and out each day and caring for the sick and thinking about what it's going to be like as we start to see um, these patients coming through the hospital, um, worrying about taking it home to our kids, uh, to our family, um, trying to do the best that we can to avoid that. Yeah. Um, so we ask, Father, that you will help us to be compassionate, help us to be courageous, um, and help us to uh, be careful. Um, and do things sensibly and, and with a good plan, Father. Give us wisdom. Uh, I pray for uh, Ryan, uh, our CEO. pray that you'll guide him. <clears throat> There's a lot on his plate right now in terms of finances and trying to lead a large organization to provide care uh, as people start to come to the hospital, Father. Uh, we pray that you will continue to give him wisdom and guidance. Uh, and we pray, uh, Father, for all the people that are on the front lines, the nurses and the doctors and uh, all the people that are helping with each individual's health. Um, we pray that you will bless them um, and uh, guide them and be with them. In Christ's name, amen. Lord, I just want to thank you for all the people that live in our community that provide jobs. And I pray, Lord, that you would um, replace the fear of the future and the um, fear of today and making the, the bankroll, Lord. I pray that you would give them hope. 
Lord, in, in these uncertain times. And Lord, I pray for the employees that have lost hours or have been furloughed. And again, there's a fear of the future. Lord, I pray that you would um, give them hope. I pray for both, Lord, that they would see provision that they didn't expect. That, Lord, that in the midst of all this, the people that are um, that are in the cracks, so to speak, from all these different programs, Lord, that you would um, shine a light on them and that people would be able to reach out and um, to touch their lives. Yeah. And Lord, I pray for these businesses, I pray, Lord, that you would protect them financially, that, Lord, that nothing um, would harm them. Those, Lord, that have... Uh, have invested so heavily in our community, Lord. I pray that their faithfulness, Lord, that you would reward that for them. I ask in your name. And Lord, I just pray that that in the midst of all this, we would see your goodness and your blessing yeah. and your abundance through this all in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for inviting us um, into uh, radical action giving um in in like drew said these unprecedented times god i just um i am humbled uh that we as a church are even able um to have this fund to be able to disperse to those who need it god i just pray that you would um direct us towards the right people the right groups the right um small businesses uh who who need it most uh, but that most of all, that people would be blessed and they would mm -hmm. see you, God, and um, yeah. just experience your love maybe for the first time, God, through mm -hmm. through this time when it uh, doesn't doesn't seem like um, a time that they would be experiencing that, God. So I just pray that you would open doors um, mm -hmm. through this task force, through this fund. Um, you continue to prompt people to give, um, that we would... Um, yeah, the giving how much we have to give would not be a worry um, that no one would go without who needs it, Lord. Um, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Father, we know that uh, during this time, Lord, during these circumstances, that a lot is being exposed, Lord, within our hearts. Not only those of us that know and love you, but those that are walking through this without you. Um, insecurity, uh, hopelessness. Um, just all of the difficult things, Father, are, are, your light is shining on and it's being exposed. And so we pray, Father, as your people, that your Holy Spirit would continue to dwell and to hover and to expose those insecurities, Father, and that we would be able to look to the light and look to the truth to find strength, Lord, during these times, that you would keep our, our eyes opened our hands and our feet busy doing and serving those yeah. around us that so desperately need the hope that you have given us that we can share. Yeah. So may it be said of us, Lord, your children during this time that we were found faithful, yeah. that you would allow us to serve, that you would allow us to use our strengths and even Lord, our weaknesses to serve and to love and to make a difference. We yeah. know it's not easy. Lord, I find that insecurity within myself, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, reach down and touch those places that I haven't let you touch before, that you would make me strong, 
that you would make me capable and confident, Lord, to do what it is that you have for me to do. And that we would look back at this time in the weeks and in the months to come and say, thank you, Lord, for helping me stand and be strong. Mm -hmm. I ask this in your name. Lord, we come before you and we just ask that your spirit would uh, dwell over Homer, uh, that Mm -hmm. you would give us inspiration Mm -hmm. uh, and opportunities to, Mm -hmm. uh, when we feel like we're in a box, that we that we can reach out in faith and step out in faith and and listen to what you have to say and meet the needs of other people. Lord, I pray that most of all that we would recognize where the enemy is working and and be able to head him off and uh, we would be able to um, break his strongholds and and allow you to uh, minister and meet the needs of this community. So Lord, uh, we are grateful for the blessings that you've given us. And, you know, I think of our body, you know, over the last 10 years, uh, the things that have changed and that have grown and and, uh, the things that we see coming to pass. And this is our opportunity again. So give us boldness, give us strength. Allow us to uh, just trust in you. Uh, We are grateful for the way you've taken care of us. And we just ask for favor and be able to uh, meet them needs that are before us right now. It's only by your strength and your power and uh, that they'll come to pass. So we just ask these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. All right, Dan, take us out. I'm kind of in the light here. You sure are. (laughs) Well, today I was just inundated with thoughts of how can I work? Where can I work? As many of you others have been. But as Shelly was praying that hope is such a powerful thing. And I was praying how can Ron and I bring hope to this service to, to add something valuable? And I was reminded how I was able to bring in hope to the community this last week. And as, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians, I believe, therefore I speak. And I was also reminded by a, a pastor that a principle that if you have something in your heart and you don't speak it, chances are it won't happen. You know, like the, the prophets, the, the ancient prophets, the, the modern-day prophets, they speak what's on their heart, and, and God activates that through, you know, their, their word and their faith. And, and I believe something so strongly that I shared it at the lumberyard <laughs> to a believer and a non-believer. And this is, this is it, that I believe that God is going to move on Passover. And... He's already working. He's already here. He told me he's coming soon, or he's working on his his way. He's coming. But I believe with all my heart that we're going to see a a, a switch, uh, a sudden change in all this during Passover. And uh, and I was also thinking, just sitting here, and all of a sudden Joshua 1.9 comes to mind. So I look it up, and my wife gives me that look, like... (laughs) Oh yeah, and and she has the same 
passage on her heart also, and we didn't even talk about it. So I'd like to have her read it. Uh, so we, uh, as a couple, we bring this to the table. And as part of this team, we bring it to the body of Christ. So Joshua 1.9. And this is where the Lord is commissioning Joshua. And he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we're encouraging you. The Lord is with us where we go or where we don't go. He, he is. So be, be strong and courageous in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, uh, for those of you who are uh, following with us online, um, we will uh, have a uh, link included. Uh, in this post where you can go and donate to the fund. Um, that's the same platform. If you do regular giving at Church on the Rock, you can give there as well. Um, if you have specific prayer requests that you would like us to join with you in, uh, the Church on the Rock Homer app actually has a link there where you can submit prayer requests. Our staff receive those prayer requests and we join with you in prayer for those things. Um, if you just need to reach out uh, and have a conversation with someone, let us know. Uh, reach out to Church on the Rock, get in touch with us. Uh, we want to be a resource to you uh, during this time. So uh, thank you all, uh, all of my staff, even those who didn't have a significant role. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, it's great to see all of your happy, smiling faces. And since we're not allowed to touch hands, everyone can just put in an elbow. There we go. <laughs> God bless you all. And thank you for uh, joining us. And I would say we officially end at uh, 1230. So <laughs> clean up your own chairs and get the house back together. <laughs> good word. Good word. All right. Thank Bye, you everybody. All. Might take a while. Yeah.